You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest speaker with us. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truth from His Word today. First uh, Samuel chapter 17. So good to see you. I don't know how things went uh, here over the last year, year and a half, um, but I think can we all maybe admit that we possibly are in a new season in America? I'm not saying good, bad. I'm just saying we're in a different season. Um, I think we're in a different season in church work. Um, and I think, if I can say it this way, the answer for America, it's not the White House. The answer for America and I'm for education. It's not the schoolhouse. Um, the answer for America is not the courthouse. The answer for America is where it's always been, and that's the church house. Um, we need churches like this. And I think there's an all-out assault on churches like this. And, and, whether, and, and we can tell you all the things that it's being assaulted and how. Uh, I think fear is a big one right now. Um, but I'll tell you, if there's ever a time that you need to keep your pastor uplifted in prayer, it's days like this. Um, it's easy. I've been on both sides. It's, it's easy to sit there, and I've, I've done it. I've wondered, you know, in the many years that I've, I've been pastored, uh, before I became a pastor, I'm thinking, huh. And I didn't agree with everything. I never said anything. It's just, but I'll tell you, it's a lot easier sitting in that chair than that one. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll just say, say this. I don't, Ben, where do you sit? You sit on this one? Okay. There's a great gulf fix between this chair and that chair. I mean, it's not a lot of distance, but it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> um, and I'm just, you need to thank the Lord that you have someone like Pastor and Mrs. White. And you have a Fellowship Baptist Church. Uh, there are churches in our area, I, I can't speak for this area, in our, our area that has literally gone under because the, they're good men, but the people won't come back. And I don't, they, our church is just, I, I think, just a little bit different. They, we just, once the restrictions were lifted last summer, we just kind of went right back at it and but that's our folks. It's not, I don't, I don't, it has nothing to do with me. I just think that that's what God's blessed us with. And it looks like that is the core group here. And, um, you know, as best you can, you know, everything that happens out there happens out there. You can't control that, but you can control what happens in here. And if there's ever a time that we need people faithful to the work of God, supporting the work of God, praying for the work of God, getting in the work of God, it's in this day right now. If you're waiting, boy, I just, I just don't feel led. You know, I'm just waiting for that one moment that I really need to get involved. I'm telling you, it's now. <laughs> um, and I'm, it's good to see new faces here. And, but I, I, if, if my family were within driving distance and we lived here, and, and apart from the family issue, this would be our church. Um, I just believe what's going on here. And I, I, I believe you have a pastor and a family that you can follow, whose faith follow, the Bible says. And, uh, but thank you for being here. It's a good, good crowd on a Wednesday night. Um, 
I want to read a familiar passage, and I just want to pull one word uh, out of it. I want to look at something and just give you a little principle tonight. And uh, I, I maybe something, hopefully I can give this to you, and maybe you can go home and ponder it, think about it. I'm going to give you a principle. We'll look at it a couple places um, throughout the Bible, let you go home. But maybe something, this is, there are going to be more that you can possibly think of than I'll cover here. Um, and I'm not trying to be exhaustive on this. I just want to show you something that hopefully will be an encouragement to you. Uh, but 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to begin in verse number 31. It's nice to have my, I think last time I was here, my family wasn't here, so it's nice to have uh, them, them here with us. I always, uh, always feel a little bit more calm when I have all my family with. And so, um, but 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to begin in, Verse number 31. The Bible says, And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and will fight with this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock, and I went out after him. Just think of that statement. And smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord... That hath delivered me out of the paw and the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor. And he put a helmet of brass upon his head, and also he armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword at Saul's upon his armor, and he essayed to go. For he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. Let me just stop right here. This isn't the message. This is kind of a by the way. Saul's armor doesn't fit everybody. Sometimes you, God's going to lead you to do something that maybe hasn't been done before. And maybe you just got to do it a different way. Doesn't mean, I, David, this is a one-off thing. David's going to use a slingshot, but it doesn't mean he was always supposed to. It's just a one-off thing. In verse 40, and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a script. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Let's pray together. Father... Lord, I just ask that you'd calm uh, my heart. It's always nerve-wracking to be behind anybody's pulpit, not mine. And Father, I just ask that you'd calm my spirit. I pray that you'd help us to understand uh, something from the Word of God. They came to hear you, not me. And I ask that you would help all of us tonight. Very obvious, there are a lot of burdens being carried. And so tonight, I just ask, uh, that you would meet with us. Would you send us away with a little bit of truth uh, that would help our hearts tonight? Father, bless those that are possibly watching online, cannot make it. 
And I ask that you bless those that have come. Give us a blessing tonight. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been surprised at something? Uh, I, I, I don't watch it. It's funny. I used to, but how many of you remember? I know I'm going to date myself with this. Some of you young people think we're ancient, but how many of you ever watched America's Funniest Videos? You know, love, aren't they funny? Now, you may have, like, special ones that you... I always enjoyed those people that, like, hid, and they scared somebody. And, you know, they, they had it all set up, or the guy's in some, you know, garbage thing, and he just popped, and his wife just loses it, you know? And I can, I just, and all of the things, and, and, and now, though, if you get, a, like, a social media counter, they have those on, like, if you just scroll through, like, on a Facebook something, it'll just start playing, and, you know, I'm not even looking to watch it, and all of a sudden, I'm seeing something, and it's funny, you know? This, this person just scared dead. I mean, they are so, and, and I... It's funny watching someone get scared sometimes. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, in a more serious sense, we've all been there in life. Something comes, something comes up, um, that, you know, a situation arises, a problem comes up. Uh, we're now in a season of life, a storm comes, so to speak, and, and if we're to be honest, we're a little scared. We're a little frightened. We... we you know, we were fine just a second ago, but all of a sudden, it's like everything changed. Um, and if we're not careful, we can be taken off guard when that happens. And here's what we, and I know in the back of my mind we may know this, but we can almost start to think, and we, you know, we say, I wonder if God really knows how I'm feeling right now. I mean, something happened. And all of a sudden, I, I'm, I, I don't know what to do here with this, Lord. And, and we, we're frightened. We're scared. And we can almost wonder, and we can almost forget. And we just wonder, maybe, you know, we're on our own on this. You know, God's just kind of watching on a, at a distance. And he doesn't really, I don't say he doesn't care, but we, we're thinking, man, I'm on my own. I don't know what to do. And, and man, I, I don't know who I can talk to about this. And, and if we're not careful, we forget that God knows what we're feeling. And, but we can wonder, God, is it, you know, I'm struggling with this problem. I'm struggling through this season of life. I'm struggling with this issue. I, Lord, and, and we can get a little scared. And I want to show us a little truth that maybe will help in those moments. I'm not saying it's going to uh, solve all the problems. But I'm going to show you a little truth um, that, that, that from this story that, that maybe could be a little bit of a help. And you know the story. David and Goliath. And the Philistines sent out Goliath. Israel sent out David. And, you know, David tells Saul, I, you know, I can't use your armor. And now David was, I believe he was trained in using a sword. I believe he was. But for this moment, a slingshot was more of a, a shepherd, you know, a shepherd boy uh, weapon. It was very common. And so... What David does before he goes out to Goliath, and you know it, he, he bends down, and here's verse 40. We, we pick it up here. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones. So he reaches down, and he picks up five stones. Now, he knew what he was looking for. He's used a slingshot before. He knew, you know, okay, this stone was... 
and he knew exactly the size he needed. He knew how many possibly. And by the way, he only used one. But if you look further in Scripture, there, there are four more that are used. But you, you, you look at that, those stones that he picked up. And I, I, I've read through that many a times. But I wanted to pull out one word in here, verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand and he chose him five. What's that next word? I love the King James Version. There's no words in there for, ex, you know, there's no extra words in there. Every word's in there for a reason. Why smooth? Isn't it five? I mean, we could have read that. He picked five stones, and, and literally, this, this story would not be uh, diminished in any way if he would take out the word smooth. Why smooth? Smooth stones don't start off smooth. Any stone that possibly is a larger rock when it breaks off, now, by, by a miracle, maybe it, <laughs> it automatically breaks off and it's perfectly smooth all the way around and it's perfectly, and that's what it... But smooth stones do not start smooth. They break off. They're jagged. They become smooth over time. And there are many reasons they become smooth. It could happen in a word we call abrasion. They, they'd fall and maybe fall into a crick. And when they hit other rocks, it would, at some point, maybe one of those sharp edges would kind of hit and get dulled. Or that sharp edge would, would, would break off as it, as, as it hits another rock. Um, and, and tumbling through time, it would hit this one and hit this one and move and someone steps on it if they're walking. And through time, maybe through abrasion and just hitting against it, some of those rough edges would get smoothed out. Some, some of them, they get down what we would call resistance. Uh, we use sandpaper. You don't understand. You just take sandpaper and, and sometimes when the sand keeps hitting those rocks, hitting those rocks, hitting those rocks, it does kind of wear everything down and it smooths them out uh, just a little bit. And there is that idea of standing in the water and rocks that just stay and that sand that comes through the water and just the pressure of the water itself can smooth a rock out. Now, I'm, I'm no expert on smooth rocks. I'm no expert on all the things that have to do with rocks. And there, there's, there's probably a person that that is their, you know, that's their area of life. And they got a name for it. I don't, I don't know it. But they tell us if you look it up. And I, I, again, I'm just saying what they said. It possibly would take between 50 and 100 years for a rock, if it breaks off a bigger rock, and to get in the brook and, and after a while for it to smooth out. So that's between 50 and 100 years. And, and you say, well, I don't, okay, 75 or 40. Can we, uh, can we just say it this way? It doesn't happen right away. So whether it's a 50 years or 100 years, it takes a long time. Now, help me understand God knew what David was going to need. David was going to come to a point where there was going to be a Goliath and he was going to need some stones. And if we just think that by happen chance there were five stones sitting perfectly for David, that, you know, he pop, 
if we just think that that's a happenstance, that's not how I read my Bible. David looked down, and there were five stones right there from God. And not just five stones, what type of stones? So that means 50 to 100 years before God started that process. God started the process. God started the process. God, long before possibly Goliath was even born, God broke a rock off. He started to, started to move it down the brook, started to move it down the brook, started to, and all of a sudden it came and it came, and now here David is, and he's going to fight Goliath, and God has these smooth stones that he started 50 to 100 years ago. Now they're perfectly right where David needs them, right at his feet. That's the God we serve. See what happens? We think God doesn't know what's going on. God, God, do you understand? And for us, you know why we get scared? Because it comes upon us suddenly, doesn't it? But did God know about it? God knew everything David was going to need, and God began his deliverance 50 to 100 years before David even knew he was going to need it. And sometimes we think we're in life, and sometimes we think like, I, I feel so alone in this. I don't understand what's going on. God, do you understand what's going God, what's going Did God knew COVID was going to happen, yes or no? And what happened is he brought some stones along our way. And he started deliverance long before we even knew it was coming. God gave him five new stones. God began the process of making sure those stones were exactly where David needed them to be. Now, how do we apply this to our lives? God knows exactly what you need. God knows exactly where you're at in life. God knows where you're at emotionally. God knows where you're at financially. God knows where you're at spiritually. God knows where your health is at. God knows where your kids are at. God knows where everything is at in your life and your family, your marriage. God knows all of that. God knows exactly where you are at in the brook and you understand God has been working on things in your life and he's bringing things have started long before you even know you needed them and wherever you're at in life and here's the message and we'll look at a couple principles on it wherever you're at in life hey just look around for some smooth stones because God has brought some things and he has started those things long before you ever knew you needed them that's the God we serve. God is not in heaven, just, just distant from us, not caring what we're going through, not caring about anything. That God is understanding what is going on in our life because he put it there for a reason. David was in the brook for a reason. David was exactly where he should have been in life. He was possibly scared, possibly nervous, but he was exactly where God wanted him to be. And God began that process of those stones long before David was even born. See, when you're going through a difficult time, I'll, I'll tell you this, God has some stones. And, and the biggest ones that I say, when you're going through a difficult time, how many understand God's going to start a truth down the word of God? When you open up this book, and when you need those stones, how many understand they're going to be there? You, I don't know how many times, maybe David walked across that river to go to his brothers. That same river that he looked, he didn't even, he didn't even need the stones then. 
And how many, and he walked across, maybe, maybe, I don't know if that's a common place, I don't know, but maybe he walked across it. How many people walked across that brook? But how many understand when David needed those stones, they're right there. Have you ever been reading when you really need God to give you something? And you know what he shows you? <laughs> he shows you some smooth stones that were always there that you probably walked over because you didn't need them before. But now you do. In our, I'm sure it's the same way around here, but in our area, all the trees lose their... Um, lose all the foliage on it. And as we're driving and... Uh, we, we, we drive our girls to their Christian school every morning, and as I'm driving, there's sometimes that I looked up just months ago, and I remember seeing a, a house on a hill, and it's a beautiful house. And guess, and it, it, it's always been there, but when, but with all the tree and all of the foliage and all the leaves and all this, it, it was always there. But now that guess what we're, we were in a different season all of the leaves fell off and as we were driving I'm looking at that I'm like man it's a nice house that house was always there it just took me a different season to see it you know there's gonna come some seasons in our life that you and I can read over a verse a hundred times but because we're in a different season, that truth was always there. Those smooth stones were possibly... But what happened is God has miraculously brought those stones to exactly where we needed to be. And when you open up your... How many, this Bible is alive. It's quick, the Bible says. And God does not have... I don't care where you open up in this book. I don't care. It's all good. And God... Can, and you say, well, what if I read the wrong verse? God can put you to the right verse. I've been in somewhere, all of a sudden, God just directs my idea. He gives me a thought. He gives me an, and all of a sudden, I, I start looking at something. I start following a train of thought. And I'll tell you this, you'll always find some smooth stones when you open up this book. How many understand that God, when you're in a tough time, God can bring along the right person in your life? And maybe you're, you're at a point where, man, you really... And all of a sudden, you get that phone call, you get that email, you get that text. God knew what you needed. God knew you needed some encouragement that day. So you know, you know what he did? He began that encouragement long before you even knew you needed it. And at that moment, your name came up on someone's, and, and you've been that person that's done that to somebody. That's a smooth stone. God knows exactly where we're at. God provides some smooth stones. And I want to I show us this, and I want to get you on your way. Go one chapter back. Let me just apply this a couple to a couple different people. The first one's very easy. <laughs> We're already in the story, so I thought I'd just stay with David. Allow me to apply it on a personal level with people. Saul was the king. He was the first king of Israel. Wasn't a, wasn't a very good king, didn't reign very long, couldn't handle it, went to his head. So God had to remove him from two bad decisions he made. God had to remove Saul. 
And in chapter, the end of chapter 15, Samuel had to tell Saul that he's not the king anymore. And, and right at the end of verse number chapter 15, Saul, Samuel was weeping because Saul was not the king anymore. And then we get to chapter 16 and look at verse number 1. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go, and I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I, listen, I have provided me a king among his sons. We're guessing, I don't, you know, we can conjecture, and Pastor White is probably preached much better messages on David and Goliath. and da Let's just say David was a young boy. But how many understand God started providing David? He got that process going even before Saul was king. That stone started to get smoothed out long before they even knew they needed him. He told Samuel, I've already provided myself a king. Hey, I've already got that smooth stone where it needs to be. God knows exactly what needs to happen. And when David was there and David became all the, the thing that God needed him to be, you understand, when things, he wasn't sitting in heaven and after Saul messed up, God was not sitting in heaven going, what am I going to do? Well, let me say, God never gets scared. I thought about this. You understand God never gets disappointed? You know why we get disappointed? We thought something was going to happen and it didn't. God's never disappointed. He always knows what's going to happen. Foreknowledge. But you understand, God is not going, oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. God is always in control at all times. And whenever we need that smooth stone to be in our life, it's going to be there. We have a God that is in control of the smooth stones. David prepared himself, and he began to be that king. It may have been a shock to David. It may have been a shock to Samuel. It may have been a shock to Saul. But, hey, it wasn't a shock to God. God started that smooth stone. Go with me over to Psalm 105. I'll give you one here. Psalm 105. He is the God of the smooth stones. In Psalm 105, God gives us a little bit of a history, abbreviated history of uh, Israel. It really begins in verse number 6. He talks about the seed of Abraham. He talks about, verse 9, the covenant that he made with Abraham. In verse 11, he brings the idea of the land of Canaan into it. And then he gets to the point where they're going, and all of a sudden, verse number 16, moreover, he, that's God, he called for a famine upon the land. That's everything. That's where Israel was at. That's Egypt. He called for a famine on the land. And notice what happened. Verse 16, he broke the whole staff of bread. Now, verse 17, he sent a man before them, God sent a man. And who is that man? Even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. You know the story of Joseph. You know the story of what God did with him and, and everything he went through. He was in the pit. His, his brother sold him. He went off to, in, the, in that Midian caravan 
became Potiphar's servant, lied about, went in prison, and then, a net, and then finally became second in command in all of Egypt. Why? God sent him before everybody to save them all alive. Listen, long before Egypt ever knew, long before Israel ever knew there was going to be a famine, long before they didn't even know they would need a man, like Joseph, guess what? God was preparing that smooth stone coming down the brook of time to where he was exactly where he needed to be when Pharaoh needed someone to interpret some dreams for him. The idea, and by the way, you, you, you look at Joseph's life. There are some, along the way, when Joseph first got to Egypt, he wasn't ready. But by the time he was taken out of prison, he was. There was the abrasion issue. There, there was all the, the things that God had to take out of his life. There was the resistance and the sanding and all the work that he got Joseph right in the right spot to be exactly who he needed to be. Do you think God just did that with Joseph? Do you think God does that with us? I believe that. God is no respecter of persons. If he does it with somebody, he does it with everybody. If God cares so much about us, he's going to put things into our life. There's going to be hard things that we're going to bump up against. And there's going to be some trials. There's going to be some difficulty. There's going to be some hard times. There's going to be some resistance. We're not going to like it all the time. But at the end of the day, he's trying to get us into the point where we can be used as that smooth stone. Joseph, when he got down into Egypt, he began, when that in, uh, exact moment arrived, he was ready. Go a couple books back, one more to Esther, the book of Esther. Again, these are not exhaust. You can look at this in dozens of Bible characters. Go to Esther chapter 4. The book of Esther is a wonderful story. In chapter 3, we're introduced to a man named Haman, a wicked man. Esther had an uncle named Mordecai, would not bow to Haman. Haman got upset. He wanted to destroy Mordecai and more than that, all of his people. So all he wanted to, he wanted to destroy all the people of the Jews. That got out. Mordecai told Esther, listen, this is what's going on. Esther, he said, you need to go to the king and you need to tell him what's going on and save our people. She was hesitant. Listen, she didn't want to do it. She said, if I walk into the king and he doesn't hold out that scepter, I'm dead. And in chapter 4, verse 14, Mordecai said this. Chapter 4, verse 14, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, notice what he said, Then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Hey, Esther, God will just use somebody else. Hey, sometimes we think we're really important. Sometimes we think I'm the only... God has many more tools in the toolbox, to be honest with you. We're all interchangeable. God can, God can take one down and set one up. And sometimes when we think we're so great, you know, God does sometimes is he puts us aside and he almost uses a lesser person to show us that it wasn't us. He says, hey, Esther, 
If you don't do this, there will arise to the Jews from another place. But notice what he says, verse 14. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art, notice, now whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther, God began the deliverance for Israel from Haman long before they even knew it. I don't think Esther enjoyed watching her parents die. I don't think she enjoyed being in captivity. I don't think she enjoyed all the things she needed to go through to become the queen. I don't think she, I may, and I'm not saying she wasn't enjoying God's will. I'm just saying all the things, all the abrasion, all the resistance, all the sanding, all the smoothing out to get to the point where she needed to be at that smooth stone when God needed to use her. God does this all the time. I want to give you the last one, possibly the most important one. Go to 1 Peter chapter 2. We'll end here. 1 Peter chapter 2. He's the God of the smooth stones. The greatest, the greatest example is that of our Lord. You're in 1 Peter. Revelation 13 calls him the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Think about it. When God spoke the world into existence, he knew what, everything that was going to happen. Even before Adam and Eve, even before, God already had salvation's plan done. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. That's our God. That's our Father. And he had everything planned out. Everything's gone. Everything was already put in place. Jesus was the greatest smooth stone that ever existed. 1 Peter chapter 2, look at verse number 4. To whom coming, as unto, speaking of Christ, a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but oh, chosen of God, and precious. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood and offer up a spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, it is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Sion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious. He that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which are disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they are appointed. Hey, God had Jesus ordained from the foundation of the world and he came forth in the fullness of time exactly when he was supposed to. God has this whole thing planned out. He had your salvation planned out even before you knew he need, you needed it. Jesus died on the cross long before you even know you needed to say. That stone started to come down the brook of life even before we needed it. How many of you are glad you serve a God like that? Man. You know, but we try to figure out sometimes, we try to figure out life. We try to figure out, what am I going to do? You know, how, how, 
And sometimes you've got to sit back, you've got to realize God knew all about this. He has it all under control. I've got to start looking for some stones. God, where are my stones? Where are my smooth stones here? And he'll show you. He knows we need them. And as a loving father, he's going to make sure we have them. With every head bowed and every eye closed, let's stand together tonight. Please don't ever think that God does not know what's going on in your life. He is the God of the smooth stones. When you're in a difficult spot, just look around for some smooth stones. Pastor. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.